Hey, listen, welcome to the Hayson Games Cast. This is episode 88. My name is Jeffrey Morris. Joining me around our uh, round table, I guess square table we're sitting at, uh, we have Rob Douglas. It's kind of more of a rectangle. It's a, it's a parallelogram, I'll put it that way. Um, and also join us, of course, at the end of the table is Nathan Wagner. You just brought back terrible math memories because you said parallelogram. <laughs> my my brain is can completely you, can you gone define now. a parallelogram on the spot right now? Two things that are both parallel is it like a things. Square? Yes, a great math term. Things. Um, <laughs> we are all here. We are live. We are recording this um, on Saturday, the twenty fourth. You will probably listen to this though on uh, Tuesday. Uh, the what, so we're we, sorry we, that. Sony announced the PS5 and yes. Nintendo announced the Switch 2 and so much exciting news. That. Oh, those, why, those announcements were great. Why? Why is Nintendo announcing the Switch 2? I don't know. Okay. They just got so confident no, guys, the I Switch. So. It's the so. new Nintendo Switch XLI uh, oh, 3D. Oh, excuse me. Oh, is it? Is this the Nintendo Switch U? <laughs> the Switch oh, U. No. Bringing over all your favorite features from the Wii U, like Miiverse. Oh, Dude. Uh, no, yeah, so we have a fun show. We're all here together. Uh, uh, these type of shows that we do together in person are always, uh, always the best. So it's good to have you up here, Rob, uh, Thanks, live yeah. in the flesh. Uh, beard is in full, full effect today. And, uh, yeah, we're loving it. So we are going to be talking um, some news uh, to start the episode, as always. But uh, kind of in honor of two big uh, co-op games releasing this week, we are going to be actually talking mostly about our favorite uh, co-op video games. And so... I'm um, obviously Sea of Thieves and uh, A Way Out uh, released this week, and a lot of people mm-hmm. have been uh, playing those and uh, seem to be enjoying at least uh, the start of those games. So we will um, be talking that in our second segment today. But first, um, everyone's favorite legacy uh, video game uh, company. Uh, I'm not talking television. I'm uh, talking uh, Atari uh, announced their VCS, kind of officially announced their uh, yeah. console this week at Game Developers Does conference. it play VHS tapes? I wish. I it, think that would be a really great feature. <laughs> what was it? There was a video, the there was a video game console that Atari released back in like the early or like the late eighties, early nineties, or some or around the sixty four era uh-huh. that had like VHS player type tapes in it. Seriously? Yeah, it was really wow. very well received as you could possibly imagine. Well, I guess that's why we're at the Atari VCS and not the Atari, <laughs> you know. Competing with the PS4. <laughs> yeah, but we kind of reported on this a little bit last year when they kind of teased an announcement of like a weird brown-shaped console. It looks like the old Atari. Yeah. And uh, basically this will come kind of prepackaged with a couple old like original Atari games, but it's not just like an NES Classic or something. Like it's not just filled with, you know, every Atari game ever. You quickly play them. Um, that will be on there, but it's really more of just like a pretty much budget version of almost kind of like a Steam box or something yeah. where... You, it will kind of have an operating system. You can run some modern games yeah. um, as well. But. It, it runs a Linux operating system, which I don't know how... So I'm not a PC guy. I don't really know anything about Linux. Like, What does that kind of mean to you? Linux, Linux is, like is the... the opposite of Windows. Like, basically... I thought that's all... like, like Apple, like iOS. There's no, like, so Linux there's... is like freeware. Like, we believe in like um, kind of working together and kind of having free software and stuff like that. So for everyone who like works on a PC but hates like the Windows operating system... Mm-hmm. That's Linux, basically. Your dad has a Linux, doesn't yes. he? Yes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I believe it. But, yeah, Linux is sort of like the, you know, Apple and Microsoft have kind of the bigger competition going on mm-hmm. there with the main operating system world, but Linux is just the one that's just everybody uses. Linux also, like, their infrastructure is really good. Like, a lot of actual, like, games and stuff like that um, have run off of Linux operating systems yeah. or, and stuff like that. Um, so. Okay. And at one of the national hacking competitions, they hacked the yes. Apple, the Mac in like less than an hour. They hacked the Windows. It took them like six hours, and they over the entire weekend they could never hack the Linux huh. system. Cool. So, so it sounds like it's a good pick, and you know, obviously they wouldn't really have to go work with Microsoft or anything. Yeah. It's probably easier yeah. to it's, do in some ways. Yeah, it makes, sense. it makes a lot of sense. Yeah, and so I mean, what are you guys thoughts on this? I mean, we don't really have a so price point. They yet didn't or announce state, like anything. But... Like they're not going to be making any new or exclusive games for it it seems like they're just mm-hmm. it's more of just it's, like something to play some old atari games as well as like be like a streaming device and also have access to so it feels almost kind of like an ouya to me i know that's yeah, what that's yeah. what it reminds me of is like the ouya and we kind of know that didn't go as well as i think people ouya doesn't have like, the atari name i don't know how much weight that carries but i mean i, I saw the new, not anymore really i saw the new blade runner movie last year and they had a giant atari logo so like 
I think people still remember. There's Atari some like nostalgia stuff. for it. I think. Yeah. And if people see the Atari logo, they'll be like, "Oh yeah, like I remember playing." I don't. I don't even know what games on Atari, but um, <laughs> Space Invaders. Yes. Yeah. Pong. Yeah. I actually have Donkey Kong for the Atari, which is kind of really cool. nice. Oh yes. Um, but but yeah, it's it is kind of neat the controller options they're doing. They are shipping it with kind of an original Atari joystick, which yeah. is really neat. And then also like a pretty much like a Xbox like Pro controller um, type. Type looking uh, controller I mean, as well. If it is something like cheaper, kind of alternative to the Steam Box, it seems like it could be a neat idea. Um, it, it honestly, it really, really depends on price point. Like if it's going to launch at like fifty to eighty bucks or something like that, like I could be interested yeah. in getting that. And yeah, I think get under a hundred, it could yeah, do well. Over exactly. that, I don't anything over that. Do anything. <laughs> yeah. So I don't know. Well, we'll see. It's kind of an interesting concept, and unless they can really add in some features you know it says that it has internet features and apps and everything if it could be like system up to the point where you could run like netflix and hulu and it could be like another option for like your fire stick or stuff like that Mm -hmm. that would be a little bit more attractive to people than if it's just yeah an nes classic did they with really like kindle type internet mm-hmm. they, they didn't give any kind of timeline on this like we're trying to hoping to launch this in 2019 or 2020 no not really it, it seems like there will be more unveiled in april so okay. um they have some more information coming so they don't have really it just kind of was like hey yeah. we're doing this and this is what it's called and this is probably what it'll do but and this was all that, talked about at find more. gdc the game yeah yeah you'll conference. find out more in a few weeks okay yeah all right so, well we'll have to wait for them all right. So our next news piece here is everyone's favorite controversial game of uh, 2017. Star Wars Battlefront 2 is finally um, doing their big update that they've been promising since they pulled microtransactions at the game's launch. They'll be putting those back in with an entirely revamped progression system. So Rob, why don't you kind of detail like what big changes are in this game? So basically the update came out just a couple of days ago. Um, and in this update, the microtransactions aren't quite back just yet i think they come in april okay but the the update has changed all the loot box systems as well as some of the progression systems uh so the revamped progression system is now all the heroes and vehicles are unlocked at the start so you don't so have no to like, you buy the game. Darth as soon as you buy the game <laughs> as soon as the patch is downloaded which uh, it's like a four gigabyte patch you have all the heroes and all the vehicles are unlocked so you don't have to go through that whole like I'm as fighting. it should be that's good exactly good. like this is what we wanted we wanted darth vader fighting yeah. yoda yeah. you know mm-hmm. i mean that's all we can hope and dream for <laughs> <laughs> um as as well as um they had a couple of maps and stuff they added some new modes as well but they the loot box system is probably the biggest change mm-hmm. all loot box systems now are you cannot buy loot boxes with outside currency so there are no longer mm. microtransactions with that. But with the loot boxes now, they're all cosmetic or credits. Okay. And you buy them with in-game currency. In-game currency, yeah. yeah. So you're yeah. unlocking credits, and then you're using it to buy loot boxes to get cosmetics, similar to something like Overwatch, which yeah, you know, we exactly. talked about. We wanted them to go this way. So it's good that they're going this way. Um, in my brief time at the game, I, like, I rented it for a day or two, you know, a week or two after it came out. And I was getting credits that I had to spend on loot boxes and that was my progression. Like, yeah, that's how originally it was. Yeah. Like, I would have to. I opened it and I'm like, oh, I got a upgrade for this one blaster for this one special type of class. Oh, my my ship, my X-wing goes, you know, slightly more damage or something. So that was your progression before. Now it's not randomized progression. You actually progress yeah. when you use those weapons and vehicles. You know, as you know, most uh, like games do. More which is good. like what the Call of Duty formula was just a couple of years ago, where they yeah. had, like you upgraded the weapons and well, stuff as you play. Most shooters for the most part, yeah. yeah. Call of yeah. Duty, Titanfall, like original Destiny. You know, yeah, exactly. You use the weapons, you use the vehicles, whatever. You kind of rank it up or get little perks and stuff. So it's like kind of like he is trying to go back on and make sure they do it right. But is it too little, too late? I mean, I feel like. The main There's, audience this for this game, game is... sold very well. It didn't sell as much as they were projecting, I think, because of the whole loot, loot box controversy. Yeah, I think it turned off the hardcore gamers, yeah. but like the casual audience, you know, still went and bought it in droves. So. Yeah, exactly. And Which so... makes sense. I think, you know, now this gives me. I haven't bought this game yet. I kind of like, even if the whole loot box 
controversy didn't happen i wasn't planning on buying it because i just kind of fell off i bought the original at launch and i fell off of it really quickly mm-hmm. had fun with it for a couple weeks and then didn't really play it again so yeah this gives me constant say hey i can buy this game and know i'm getting a good game when it goes on sale in psn in six months for ten dollars or something like yeah. that. yeah so yeah i mean i think i'm the same boat i might be interested in picking up when it gets 10 15 at the end of the year yeah. when there's more maps and contents another thing that they're adding in uh, but still at this point, I'm like, eh, I don't know. And, you know, they really never had, I think really that hardcore or like, you know, big, uh, population to start with in the game. So I don't know, you know, people don't, I think have this line around like, Oh, yeah. now I'll go back in. You know, I think the people who bought it, the casual market, like the kids and stuff still play it and yeah, probably don't really absolutely. care about it. Yeah. yeah. Some things, of the kids so. I work with still play it in there. Yeah. You know, middle school, high school age. And they're yeah, like, exactly. yeah, this is the coolest thing ever. I'm like, well, <laughs> Now, I actually, this kind so of... So, let me sit, sit you down and tell you what a loot box is. Exactly. Yeah, <laughs> this, why it's bad. This gives me a little bit more hope for this game and actually makes it a little bit more attractive to me just because I haven't really... I played a little bit when the beta came out. It, and other than that, I haven't really played it. So, I think maybe I might get it. But, yeah. like you said, maybe when it goes on it, sale. It gives me hope for EA games going forward. Like, uh, what's the Destiny game there? Anthem. Anthem. Anthem, yeah. It gives me hope for Anthem next year to hopefully do something similar hopefully ea learns from this mistake and is like hey when we release this hardcore game that is more that you know isn't games the biggest service, ip yeah. in the world games as a service yeah we literally made hawaii similar. change their legislation on boxes. <laughs> yeah so hopefully well, when you're getting the call from bye bye gar saying you guys messed it up fix this i think you think you kind of have to but, yeah uh, yeah, yeah. Hope, hopefully they, yeah hopefully yeah they, they take this lesson move forward especially yaki as you said with future games that Games of Service is the future, and you know you can't screw the launch up as bad every time like like they did. With yeah, this. yeah. You don't, this is the gonna, biggest. There's only so much the goodwill, especially yeah. for EA, that people will have. Yes. So. Yeah, and already people didn't have a lot of goodwill for this game to begin. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so you know that's that's good. If you have Star Wars Battlefront two and you have uh, checked it out, uh, let us know uh, what you think. Has this gotten you back into the game, um, or uh, or not? As always, you can find us on Twitter at Hey Listen underscore games uh also a quick shout out we still have that uh giveaway going oh wait no we're recording this early never mind <laughs> too late yeah. i'm the sorry giveaway will we'll, be, we'll do more giveaways we'll do it on twitter so yeah we're we'll, looking for we'll, that we'll put some more giveaways we have a couple yeah. other games we're uh probably give away in the future but uh yeah check our twitter and see if you won the uh snake pack snake pass uh giveaway uh we'll have announced it by the time you're listening to this mm-hmm. um so our last news piece here um this is a really cool one. I, I know, Rob, you kind of did the most research on this. So why don't you kind of explain uh, what's going on with Universal here? Yeah, so this just kind of caught my eye. I don't normally, like these type of articles, sometimes you kind of go, oh, whatever. But this, this one kind of caught my eye. Universal Studios here at the last at GDC decided that they were going to make a little bit of a competition. So we know that video games, making video games is already a pretty competitive market. You know, you're already trying to fight, you know, and get your game into the top ratings and all that stuff. But they're changing the competition a little bit. Basically, they put out, they're teaming up with Unity. Uh, Microsoft and um, Intel are also kind of helping out with this one. But they put out, they have five fr- uh, franchises. And they're putting out to indie game developers saying, you have one month to prepare a pitch. And there will be a panel of judges, and they'll select six finalists. And the successful studio stands a chance to win cash prize, $250,000. That's a lot of lettuce. Consulting contract with Universal. And a chance to make their game concept into reality. And so the, the franchises they're putting out there are, uh, this is Universal Studios. So they have some really great backlogs back there. And back to E.T., the... man. We can finally get a sequel to the original <laughs> Atari E.T. Oh, game. Gosh. It will be in the same vein and equally as frustrating. And will probably end up in a landfill <laughs> E.T. Atari remastered. Coming soon. Well, um, so what are the franchises? So the franchises are Back to the Future, which is obviously Good. a huge yeah. classic. Uh, Jaws. Battlestar Galactica. Turek. And DreamWorks Voltron Legendary Defender. Voltron. Wait, Turok? Like the dinosaur hunting Turok? The dinosaur hunting Turok. That the, could be From cool, like the original back. old school 64 yeah. generation. Yeah, yeah, One of the only yeah. M-rated 64 <laughs> games. <laughs> right? Yeah. Um, this is a pretty good list. Uh, it makes... I'm, I'm honestly really curious to see because like if you're an indie dev, obviously your, li- your time and resources are really limited. Like... Do they have time or will they try and go really hard for this? Because, you know, let's say they spend a month 
putting a lot of resources and time and work into this and they don't win this like is that yeah. could that like handicap or yeah, sink no, their studio yeah, that's a good thought that. i didn't think about that like how um, well developed do these pitches have yeah to be? exactly yeah exactly well, I mean, are they just gonna pitch. work on this kind of on overtime or whatever on the whenever they're not working on their main mm-hmm. game it is a pitch so yeah, you don't have to sure. have a full I'm, I'm imagining as far as the pitch is concerned you probably don't have to have like a full-fledged like demo demo like, yeah for sure and it sounds like Unity, Microsoft, and Intel are also kind of helping. Okay. You know, because they're giving technical support and mentorship for all the participants. Yeah. So I think they're coming alongside these developers and saying, hey, let's focus on this. Let's do this. This is what you need to do to get this, this pitch done. Yeah. So I think we've we've talked about this in the past, though, how this is, this is a really cool idea because we've talked about how some of our favorite indie devs, we'd love to see them work. Like, Image and 4 Games are like, hey, if Nintendo isn't going to make a Metroid game, yeah. give it to Image and yeah, 4 exactly. they make. Um, so Universal is saying, hey, all of these indie devs who, you know, you've made some really cool ideas with unique properties in the past. Here are some of the biggest IPs in the world. Mm-hmm. What can you do with it? That's awesome. Exactly. So I want to say props to them. Yeah, no, this Wait, is does Universal cool. own Lord of the Rings? Like... They just put Lord of the Rings in here so Dan can finally make that Lord think, of the Rings match. I think that's Warner, like, Warner Brothers. Oh, Warner Brothers. Yeah, yeah Warner Brothers, Brothers yeah. So I don't think it's the same. So, so that's another interesting thing, you know, like, I feel like so many indie devs like having their own properties and lo- yeah. like having yeah, their for creative sure, for sure. direction. And if you go and make a Jaws movie, there's obviously it will be limitations and people above you making decisions on, no, you can't do this, or Jaws doesn't look like that, change this. And so I wonder if, you know... How many people are actually going to be going for this, and how many people say, "Well, you know, I kind of yeah, want that's my a good own point. creative so, uh, control." A lot as well. of indie devs get in, come from you know AAA big studios, exactly, and they yeah. say, "We want to make our own game because we don't want people over us saying, no, you can't do that. You have to do it this way,' etc." Yeah, I feel like it'd be more for like people who really are looking for like a breakout or like yeah, haven't really established themselves yet. Yeah, or, for, sure, you, for sure. Yeah, it's obviously not going to be like. Um, imaging games, imaging or, you know, games you know, some or... of those type of you know, companies have come out with some pretty good concepts like the guy who made Stardew Valley is probably not going to go for this one yeah. <laughs> just saying he's made enough money doing Stardew Valley that he probably doesn't have to work for the rest of his <laughs> life um, but like this is probably for companies that are struggling they put out maybe a game or two and they just haven't been super successful maybe and they're kind of like well we need to kick it up to the next level we need to do something to kind of a big money break and this is one of those type of opportunities where you're getting sponsored and it sounds like Universal is going to help pay for the game. Yeah. So not only are you getting paid two hundred fifty thousand dollars in cash, yeah. you're getting their money and backing, as well as Microsoft and Intel are Intel yeah. are helping you out, and Unity is yeah. coming in helping you out with the graphics and everything. So could, like, this is a really cool opportunity. Could be a pretty for cool a gig, and you know, the more developers that kind of compete in this, you know, hopefully, better chance the, better the, the quality actual, will be at the end. Yeah. You know, so. Yeah. Exactly. So. Yeah, so uh, sounds pretty cool. Let us know if uh, uh, what Universal franchise you would like to make a video game uh, for. I think I think it'd be interesting. I think I would probably choose Back to the Future, <laughs> just because right? it's so much fun, and you could literally go to any timepiece and period in your game. So like, that's a pretty easy one for me. Yeah, I know. I cool. played through the Telltale Back to the Future games not too long ago, and oh, yeah. that was super fun. Kind of jumping back and forth between. So you would want more Back to the Future? Like, I want something. That, yeah, like huh? I want more of that. Like I'd, let's, I'd let's love more of that. I'd love someone to make another good Turok game. Like. You know, they start making the Jurassic franchises back. They're making new movies again and stuff mm-hmm. like that. Uh, Ark the came Arc out games, last yeah. year, yeah. and that's yeah. been really popular. So, so like, more dinosaurs. Be... Yes. <laughs> yeah, we should get... That would be awesome also. I think a Jaws game done correctly would be awesome. Like a Jaws game that actually isn't <laughs> Survival like... Survival like, what, what is the... There's <laughs> the like, like Until what's Dawn. What's the genre there, for a good like Jaws, a Jaws game? There's like a Jaws game that came out back... like. 20 years ago well, it was like, like NES 15 years ago yeah, that like you were the shark and you swam around and like yeah. chase people and like ate them and all this stuff and it was super cheesy no, i want like an until dawn like really cheesy like <laughs> 80s like yes. uh, cinematic awesome. like decision making yes. movie when you're like, out on a boat the entire time we or want, swimming yeah. around or something like you know more story development like you're playing as characters exactly. like so a firewatch like Jaws your decisions game. make or break someone you yeah. or kill them or like you know like oh we're gonna you know Instead of the air tank, we're gonna try something else and then make you it all in die. VR. So the people who got traumatized in the eighties like, <laughs> be traumatized again, oh, like relive dear. all their nightmares. <laughs> I like this. I think this is a great idea. Yeah. So we should enter this competition, right? We totally know how to make video games. <laughs> Let's make that pitch. All we right. can pitch it with two hundred fifty thousand well, dollars. We could hire a couple of people and they'll do all the work guys, for us. I have Microsoft Paint. Let's just make it in. <laughs> <laughs> oh dear. All right. Well. Moving on to our second segment, we are going to be talking about um, co-op games. Um, 
So, like, to kind of kick this off, we're going to talk about, you know, our favorite two, four-player online co-op games. Um, but before we kind of jump into just our, you know, favorites, uh, what makes a good co-op game for you guys? Like, you know, if a game gets announced, like, what are you looking for um, in a co-op experience to make you want to be able to share that game with someone else? So, I guess for me, one of the first things I look for is, you know, it's really easy to make a co-op game where the other person is just completely useless. Yeah. Like, they don't have to be there. Like, you know, you get to remember like, playing Sonic the Hedgehog 2 back on the yeah, Sega. Tails. Or, <laughs> and, like, literally you just hand the controller to your brother, and they would play as Tails. And Maybe they'll get a couple did. rings, they can kill the boss without dying, but it did didn't really make Mario it Galaxy Nothing. and, like, the... Or even, like, Mario Odyssey has, like, the cap yeah, mode the cappy where mode. you can... <laughs> It's just like, and so that just, I guess for me, if I'm going to have both players to be involved, I want all the players to be involved. I want something to feel like, you know, you're both being successful, like a way out. That's a new game that's coming out here and came out this last week. It's gotten some pretty good reviews. It utilizes both players. You can't just be one like literally, you, literally you have to, you have to be. You have to have two you players. Basically, I mean, you, I think it's a split controller, you know, or at least that's how the yeah the, the gameplay game split screen even in online, so you can play it locally, so you can see but what the like, other person is. It's actually a really cool program because it basically you can share the game online with other people. They figured out a way mm-hmm. to to do that, so your friend can download the game even if you are the only one who owns the copy. Like I could play it with you, Nathan, yeah. if I had it, and the game will be in split screen like during the half because like you know your character might be in one side of this prison and my character's on the other side but to like do yeah. our heist or our to, you know whatever yeah, we're trying to yeah. do both need to be able to see each other what the other person yeah is you doing. have to see what the other person's doing and when they're and activating like what you do affects and... what they do like maybe i shot the alarm here so you can sneak through this area like that i like that idea about a co-op game i want a game where i feel like both of us have to do something otherwise mm-hmm. yeah it doesn't. That's work. a kind of a really advanced version of co-op games. Like I feel like there hasn't yeah, been sure. there hasn't been a lot of games that have done that past, which yeah. is why this game is getting so much attention. Yeah. Uh, another important part of co-op games, I think, is finding the balance of working together, but also having that like kind of hey, I can blow you up or add in that kind <laughs> of random like, random competitive <laughs> element that could also just send the whole game off the rails. <laughs> like every Halo game I've ever played with friends, and every Lego game. <laughs> like in a nutshell right there the at some point you'll start to, killing each other like the exactly. ability to take exactly. the warthog and just drive it off of the cliff your <laughs> friends on there and going what are you doing yeah, yeah. you guys are forgetting about the, the best chaotic co-op game new super mario bros for the wii <laughs> you just oh, pick up your friend who's the toad and chuck him off the edge or you know oh look there's a coin over there I'm gonna chuck you there yeah I don't care if you die we, we got, got the, the coin it doesn't matter your life doesn't matter <laughs> Yeah, jumping off each other's heads. But you have to be able to find the balance where you can actually either do that um, or do that somewhat, but also still progress through the game and yeah. and have parts where you need both people or have like little things that kind of rewards and makes it a little more competitive at some points. So, you know, like yeah. at the end of I think it was Mario 3D World. Like if you played it co-op, whoever got like the most coins or points at the end of the world would get a little crown on their character. Mm-hmm. Then you could kind of fight over the crown and oh, yeah. say, oh, you know, I was the top player for this round or something. You know, with a lot of the old arcade beat em ups, you know, at the end of the round, it would show who got the most points or yeah, who, yeah. who gets, you know, an extra life or something like that. Or, like so. in um, Zombies on Call of Duty, you know, your co op, you know, in that yeah. one, at the end, you would say, like, oh, yeah, I got the most headshots, but exactly. you got the most kills. You know, or, like, you know, kind of that balance of like, breaking down the, the competitive yeah, stats. Like, like as who well. got the most revives or who had to be revived the most or that <laughs> sort of thing. Like, it makes it like it's, it's still competitive, but you're still working together. Yeah. 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 Um, I think Left 4 Dead did that really well. Left 4 uh, Dead, too, as awesome, it would load yeah. the next chapter, it would say like who, who who is leaving all the different stuff. Yeah, who killed the most hunters or you know yeah. uh, spitters or For all sure. those things and all that. Um, so let's just jump right into our favorite two player uh, co op games because I feel like two player co op games are kind of can be a lot different than four player co op games. Yeah, um, and some games you know do two through four players, but um, what is your guys' favorite uh, two player co op game? So. I'm I'm gonna go classic. You know, this is kind of what we think. This is every list we ever do. Rob, I'm going classic. <laughs> it's true. It's true. Is it an N64 game? It is not. Okay. It's okay. An Xbox. Okay. Not Xbox. not too classic. So Xbox. Classic Xbox. The actual Xbox One. Okay. <laughs> the black the and green OG one. Xbox. OG. Uh, and then into the 360 generation, Halo One, Two, and Three. Um, I know that's three games, but they kind of have the same concept throughout all three of them mm. with this this couch two-player co-op you both sit down campaign legendary 
<laughs> oh, so you're going only legendary. legendary. You can only do legendary. Where only if one person dies, you have to restart. You don't restart. You go back a ways in legendary. No, but yeah, but like if one person dies, the other person is screwed. Basically, yeah, yeah. like they can't finish that level. Exactly. Yeah, you have to exactly. respawn. The you respawn. Well, and you're basically going to respawn. Yeah, it respawns you back. And in... there's a reason why there's a reason why I played legendary in the hill games by myself. Just because <laughs> I knew I'd get frustrated at some point. I did want to be frustrated at my friends, so I would just get frustrated at myself. Yeah, <laughs> I just yeah. have so many great memories of playing these games with like my brothers or friends late into yeah. the middle of the night and oh, just yeah. being like so frustrated. You know, watching my friend get blown up. And be like, no, we gotta go back, and then just doing a suicide run while it reloads you back, or you know, like when you you actually accomplish it, the two of you like find a working, you know, this this level or scene, a working know, strategy, a working strategy <laughs> to beat this this guys that have just kicked your butt for the last yeah. like you well, know that, five ten minutes that's, or five hours. I think that's something that Halo did really well is it made it fun for, for it to be challenging, and you could choose how challenging you want it to be like yeah. whenever i think of me myself playing co-op uh halo i me and my friends would like self-impose things to make it harder for us like we would try to beat it using only like melees and like with gravity yeah. hammers or yeah. like we would try to beat it using um you know certain other certain types of weapons or we would try to be only being in the warthog for as long as possible and get it through like this burning warthog through the entire level and we would restart if you know we didn't yeah. make it through so Doing stuff like that, I think, was um, really, really fun in the Halo games. I remember playing it once. Lots of different ways to play it. I think it was Halo 2. Yeah, because it was on the bridge. And we had the sniper, you know, the sniper rifles or, you know, Mm -hmm. the the weapon that everyone wants. But we knew that basically it was, you know, one of us wanted the sniper rifle and so the other one would run and grab it and then just jump off and just go, boom, 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 (laughs) boom, and just waste all the ammo Oh, I would hate you. That's mean. That's and then just mean. I would like, I would like, follow behind my friend and like if they accidentally like dropped a weapon I would just quickly pick it up. Where'd my sniper go? I don't know. <laughs> like it must have fallen <laughs> on me over player. here. Yep. Uh, no, that Halo series, yeah, that's a good choice. And the firefight mode and Reach, I played so much. Co-op yeah, some of the newer ones with their yeah. firefight and like you can do a little bit better co-op. Like ODSC had some incredible co-op in it as well. And Halo yeah. Reach firefight was good for one reason, guys: the rocket warthog. Me and my friend Derek would just get in the Warthog, and then I had a rocket launcher that would yep. shoot six rockets out, like, mm-hmm. every burst. We'd just drive around in circles just doing that for, like, hours. Like, it was yeah. so much fun. Yeah. Just mindless, you know. Yeah. Practically undefeatable. and Yeah. It was it was awesome. Nice. What nice. about you, Nathan? Uh, my favorite, I'm actually going to go the original Lego Star Wars game. So okay. So, that was the, I think that was the. What was it based off of? New um, Hope? Uh, no, no, the, the, the original, original ones trilogy. were. Oh, the trilogy. Were based off of the. Actually, the worst. The prequels? The prequels, yeah. Um, and, <laughs> the worst movie? Okay, the prequels. Well, that was like the first Lego game that I remember coming out or playing. And yeah, like it was that. around when yeah. those movies were coming yeah, out. Yeah, and so. I played I played through all of those games like with my brother. And that was just really, really fun because at that point, I hadn't played a lot of co-op games. You know, almost every mm-hmm. multiplayer game I mm-hmm. played had been competitive. Um, so being able to play together and work through the levels um, was just really, really neat. And the Lego games, you know, they were new, so you hadn't seen that formula before so it was cool to have all this humor and this favorite ip that you had and then also see how they worked levels and um scenes and stuff into it and also make it funny so yeah Yeah. i think the lego games just do a really good job of being great co-op player games um you talked about on last week's show how you didn't like lego marvel superheroes 2 because it kind of felt tired at this point but Mm -hmm. um for a long long time they've done a great job of yeah no when they being games where i'm like hey i can play this with um, either with like a really good friend who really enjoys video games, or I can play it with someone yeah. like my wife or my brother who doesn't play as much, and we can both. Have and they a do good a good job together. with the IPs that they use, like yeah. making them so like if you're not a huge Star Wars fan, you can still have a lot of fun with Lego yeah. Star Wars because there's other types of humor they add in there as well. Mm-hmm. But if you're like a hardcore Star Wars fan or like Marvel fan or something, there'll be all these other Easter eggs that make you enjoy it more as yes. well. So. I think it was just exactly. so much fun when you had two of you playing Lego Star Wars, you know, like either the prequels or the original trilogy. Like you're playing through it and you're like, pick what character you got to play as and like switching back and forth between your characters and all that. And then mm-hmm. inevitably you'd take your lightsaber out and try and kill your brother. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You know, or that sort of thing. But You'd actually hit him once or twice. Oh, might as well just kill him now. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> then they'd like, get offended and then you'd like stop for two and kill each other. Then you yeah. would kill them. Yeah. And then there's just all these coins laying around and you're like, dude, we're not going to get through Jedi now. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
Uh, I think my favorite co-op game when I think back, I'm going, now I'm going classic here. I'm going NBA Jam Tournament Edition for the Super Nintendo. Oh, man. Because um, me and my brother Scott, like, we loved basketball. Like we, That's our favorite sport. We played all the time. But, like, we'd go in and we'd play as, like, our favorite players and teams because we grew up, you know, watching a lot of those teams. And favorite team was, you know, usually the Sonics with Peyton and Kemp or we'd be uh, the Jazz with Malone and Stockton. Oh, yeah. Um, so we, okay. we'd always have, you know, the one really big, strong guy who could dunk and block and mm-hmm. rebound and the other one who can shoot the three. And so we would just strategize as like, what, like five-year-olds of like <laughs> how we could best beat this entire game because that game was made in a way that made it very difficult to keep a lead and, you know, to, to play it. Made it, you know, there's a lot of balancing things. So... I just have so many memories of beating that game finally with my brother. I remember we were at my grandma's house in her basement, like, screaming. And we like, what's wrong? We're like, we finally beat 10 like, all the teams. And, you know, it turns out really well to, you know, the one they made back for the 360, the On Fire Edition, too. Like, yeah. I played it a lot versus, like, I played it mostly as, you know, competitive, you know, against mm-hmm. other players. But me and my brothers, since, you know, all my brothers were growing up by then, we would do two-on-two. And I don't remember, like loving it because I would, you know, beat my brothers, my other two brothers on their team. I remember it being so much fun because me and like my brother, Eric were always teammates and we would just like come up with all these strategies and like talk to each other and like figure out the best way we can work together to, you know, have a really good winning strategy in the game. So it really made both people feel really important. You couldn't just have one person like carry the other person to victory. Both had to really know what you're doing and find your roles just like, you know, in a real sport. So yeah. Yeah, I remember playing NBA Jam back when it was on the Sega Genesis. Yeah, yeah. You know, came out on Sega Genesis. Same my line, brother yeah. and I, we would play it, and we didn't know much about basketball at that point. I know a lot more about basketball now. <laughs> and so we would just pick based off of the mascot. Oh, nice. I remember, and I remember we played a lot of times as the Timberwolves. Okay. Oh, well, they probably were terrible. They were awful. Was... No, they were horrible. But yeah. they were, we played as the Timberwolves yeah, really because we're like, oh, it's the Timberwolves. That's kind of cool. Wolf, that's awesome. <laughs> or the Chicago Bulls, which actually was a decent choice because, yeah. you know, I think... No MJ, a... but they had Pippen and Longley. Uh, and Longley and, yeah. yeah. And so it was, you know, I remember playing a lot of that and we re- we never beat it, you know, because obviously we were playing as the Timberwolves. How the heck yeah. would but we But even if you weren't there, like, it was still a lot but of fun. It was still yeah. a lot of fun to just play together and, like, I think our favorite part was just listening to the announcers and seeing how many, <laughs> like, how we could alley-oop to each other and, like, you yeah. know. Like razzle, setting, razzle. setting each other up for the most epic dunks and everything was just so much fun. And I even remember playing a little bit of this, the newer version that just came out on the 360. Mm-hmm. You know, just, just came out. out. Wow. <laughs> 2008. Like 10 years ago. Oh, 10 years ago. Hey, um, it could be making a return. It's, yeah, it's the. There is a rumor. 25th anniversary or something like that. Yeah, there's so. a rumor. Um, that would be cool. It'd bring in like all the legends yeah. from yeah. all of basketball yeah. era. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'd love that. I'd, I'd play the heck out of it if they made so, a new quality and made jam game. Get the original announcer; like he'd still love to do I, it. So. Absolutely. Um, all right, so let's go and move into our favorite uh, four-player um, co-op. I, games. Actually, before we go into four-player, I have to give a quick shout out. Okay. So, okay. favorite three-player got completely skipped over. Three-player. My favorite three-player co-op game of all time is uh, Triforce Heroes on 3DS. Oh yeah, oh. that game is so so like per- like I've played through the entire co-op campaign. Like you, me, and a, and a mutual friend, Jeff played through the whole game together. It was so much fun when we and get it was together so and do fun. That. Like, um, so I I thought about like Zelda, um, and you know they have like four swords and stuff like that and i never really felt like the that translated really well to multiplayer like mm-hmm. um but the the puzzle design the boss design um well because they would limit limit what items you could use yeah exactly so like each person got one item so you each, each person had like a, would, had would a be job built basically around like a certain tool so like mm-hmm. it would be built around the arrow the water rod and the hook shot and so you all had to divvy up which one you're getting because once you pick it like you're locked in you're that stuck is that for the whole level yeah and exactly. so each person has their different jobs and like you said rob you know that's what makes a good competitive game or co-op game is yeah when everyone has different roles that they really and need you got to, to do strategize well to, oh, to, uh, you were saying successful. that a lot about nba jam as well as like you know in halo if you you have a game you especially a puzzle-ish <laughs> game and you have to actually communicate with someone. It's not just we're sitting here, you know, staring blankly at the yeah. screen going, dude. You know, <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. there's actually a strategy like, oh, well, if you use the hookshot this way and I shoot the arrow this way. And then, yeah. you know, like, you, you, if you have that strategy, it makes it so much more enjoyable. Yeah. You feel like you feel so much more successful and accomplished yeah. when you actually make the level end and 
reached a goal and you we did you guys it. are like, yeah. you know, like epic eighties, like everybody jumps and high fives at the time. Dude, that last boss in Triforce Heroes, I still feel good about it. It took us so many times yeah. to beat that. Did, yeah, I know that. It's awesome three player co op game, which right, a lot of let's dub that the best three player co op game. Of all time, right there. Best yep. three-player co-op. I don't know. A th- I don't know a three-player like when you said three-player co-op. The first thing that popped in my head was Wii U, <laughs> like like two players and then someone oh, on the gosh. the game pad. You know that type. No, of there, game. there's not a lot. Like, of I don't think so. there is any. Yeah. There isn't. Most really are built for two players or four players. Yeah. yeah, yeah. All right. Anyways, sorry, Jeffrey. It's okay. No. Um, so why don't we start with Rob? What's your favorite uh, four-player co-op game? Uh, I kind of went back and forth on this one, and I finally settled on. The Left 4 Dead series. Uh, particularly, I played more of two. It was a trilogy, right? One, two, and three? There yeah, was no. Yeah. <laughs> Valve doesn't believe oh, in threes. Hey, Valve recently announced they're remade. They're like back into actually making games, and they're making a single player Valve game, apparently. Uh, so are they going to start over? No, so we're going to get another get one and two, and yes. then never yes, finish exactly. the trilogy? They, they oh, don't believe man. in trilogies. Oh, man. Three but, is evil. Anyways, you know, despite uh, Valve's religious um, animosity towards number three, um, Left 4 Dead 2 is probably my favorite, um, just because I put a lot more time into it. But there's just something about Left 4 Dead, you know, the fact that you're four players, you're all together, you're all trying to beat these zombies, and of course the AI in Left 4 Dead is one of the smartest AIs Mm -hmm. in video games ever. Well, all the enemy patterns and spawns are completely randomized, and the weapon drops and And it learns. Like, that was the thing about Left 4 Dead is mm-hmm. um, the AI is so intelligent because it would learn your guys' strategies. And it depending on how well you were doing, it would send bigger, more vicious, like, yeah. hunters and crawlers. Which for, like, like or what, like, 10 years ago, that was pretty advanced. Like, we that see that in games advanced. now, but, you know, back then that wasn't well, like common. I feel like a lot of the games that we have nowadays are actually based on this AI system. Mm-hmm. Yeah, probably. Like, like, I feel like Left 4 Dead just kind of had that AI. And so it, you felt like you're oh dude we are sweeping the floor with this one and then there's <laughs> then a you witch have to change your whole strategy <laughs> crap <laughs> and the witch is awake and then another one right after it you know and, oh you look know, there's a tank behind you me. know there's a tank and like all these different things just happen all of a sudden you're just like now you guys are all frantically well, trying to get each it, other's it back perfectly... like one person goes down and you have to go over and heal nick and you're coming back over here and then you know you go down and they're having to get you and then the, you know tank it captures the you. intensity of you know the whole like zombie you know apocalypse there'd be parts you know where it's quiet and you just walk around kill a couple guys but there'd be parts like that like you were saying like where you would just get completely overrun and all, you and your friends are just like your eyeballs are like popping out of their head yeah, you're just like yeah. oh guys i'm down i'm down like run just save yourself inevitably in those quiet moments is the exact second one of the four of you runs into a car and sets off an alarm. <laughs> yes. And then, or like, you know, the jukebox in the little uh, yeah, bar yeah. or whatever restaurant there, you know, and you start playing it, it plays the portal song, mm. you know, and you're like, oh, this is so, like, this is great. And then one of your friends walks over and goes, click. And you're like, no! <laughs> well, and then it just I mean, goes down. The enemy designs were the best part of that game because they really required you to save and work with each other. So, mm-hmm. like, you get hit by a smoker, it's a guy who grabs you with his long tongue and he hangs you. You just slowly start dying. It's not super lethal over, you know, over you know a couple seconds or something. But you go, oh help, 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 help! I'm up here, up on the roof, yeah. and then you have to come and do it. But like, if you're down, if we didn't stick together, you're on the other side of the map. Like, I'm screwed. So like, yeah. it really forced you to figure out ways to to play together. Yeah, and, to like and back, watch back each other's back. backs. Yeah. So yeah, good pick. Uh, Left for dead. I I had some really fun land parties back in high school. <laughs> yeah. And Left for dead two with four friends. It was mm-hmm. it was awesome. So. A lot of fun with that game. Nice, nice. Um, uh, what's your pick? My pick is uh, actually newer. It's Overcooked. Um, yes. And Overcooked for a couple of reasons. One, like, we've talked a lot about about it on the show um, over the last couple of years, but how simple it is. Um, and I think about, like, this last, uh, around Christmas time, I played this game with my wife, uh, myself, who we both play video games a fair amount, my sister-in-law, and then my father-in-law. And he, like, has never, he hasn't played video games since, like, the 80s or anything mm-hmm. like that. And yet we were all four playing together. And it took him a little bit to, like, figure out what to do. But that, even though he was struggling, that just kind of added to the fun and hilarity of it. Because he'd yeah, be like, yeah. what do I do now? Like, why can't I pick up the fish and bring it over to the pot or whatnot? And he'd get really frustrated. And then the rest of us would be like, no, this is what you need to do. And try and compensate for that. Um, and so it just works 
so well. It was a kind of a unique and original idea, and I mm-hmm. feel like a lot of a lot of co-op games I think about that I've played, like a lot of them are shooters or something where you're working together. So seeing something um, where it's in a kitchen and you're just kind of basically micromanaging ingredients and what you're doing um really simple to pick up again there's a lot of communication yeah too. and there's a ton yeah. of communication involved like and normally the communication i'm gonna do this part of level. yeah because like it's like <laughs> i'm doing this recipe i'm gonna do the tomatoes for this burger you grab the bun okay you need to chop up the meat and start cooking it on the grill etc meanwhile your kitchen has a river of lava flowing through it so yeah like, exactly those yeah, ridiculous exactly. hazards and typically about this point is when you know someone forget something on the stove and it catches on fire yeah. <laughs> and now someone's trying to like where's the fire extinguisher it's on fire <laughs> and you're just working from being behind the rest of the game just trying to put out fires restart recipes you yeah, know and, yeah and then someone's like who's doing the dishes <laughs> yeah the, the nice thing about overcooked is that it is such a simple concept yeah with such an incredible execution like it's just a game that mm-hmm. is so like you said you don't have to have video game experience. Like, my wife does not play video games. Yeah. She played Overcooked. You brought your Switch down to it when you Oh, yeah, that. that's so right, that's right. She played Overcooked. Never played, yeah. doesn't play video games. Uh, explaining video game concepts to her is really difficult. She really enjoyed playing Overcooked. Mm-hmm. Just, just because it's so neutral. It, it's not like, it's well, again, not a It scales really well, too, because, yeah. like, the first, you know... 10 levels or so pretty much anyone pretty can easy, really like play can, yeah. yeah but like those hard later levels like you have to be like an expert you have to be like constant communication this is what you're gonna do now yeah. you're gonna do this etc you have to play multiple times to find like the right strategy to be yes. able to get enough points like and who's stuff doing like that. what yeah. yeah it's super strategy yeah. I and mean, that's what we're talking about all co-op games it's good if it has a strategy well with my best four player game pick it is complete opposite like, <laughs> it's not about roles it's not about strategy it's not about you know everyone you know has to really work together and um, I have to pick Castle Crashers, which was really the first really big, I guess, indie game that I ever really bought. Like It was an XBLA game, right? Yeah, it was a big Xbox Live Arcade game, and that was, you know, the top game, like, digital game on the Xbox Live Arcade for, like, I feel like years. Like, it was <laughs> yeah. so popular. I, I remember held, holding off to buy it for, like, almost a year or two, and I just kept seeing the top of the charts. So I'm like, okay, I just have to buy this game. I have to see what it is. And, um... I remember that first week I bought it. We I had a group of three other friend, three friends come over three or four nights that week, <laughs> and we'd say we said beat the whole game like four times, like that first week. Wow, like, that's that's oh how much goodness. fun we're having with this game. And you know, it's, it's like a kind of like a side school brawler. Yeah, almost. it's a side school yeah. like old school like arcade brawler, like you know, uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles or Double Dragon or something. Yeah, um, but it's based around four players and the really really awesome part about it is you know i was thinking you know what makes this game so amazing um is that there's really really good progression in there that most games like this don't really have and so you're constantly leveling up your character and you basically can upgrade your strength defense um speed or magic and each character has different magic abilities like there's a fire dude ice dude and you get different abilities you can use um you're finding different weapons as you're going through and like there are hidden weapons that you can find and there's like gag weapons like umbrellas and like sausages and stuff like that mm-hmm. and there's so many different um things to find and unlock you get little animal animal buddies that you can find that give you extra perks so just going through it multiple times just to find everything and then level up characters to make them really really you know yeah. overpowered and you could you know once you built your character you were kind of committed to a path so like out of a character who's really good at magic and a different character who'd be really good at strength or at firing bone arrows and so every time i'd start a new character i'd kind of go a different route which gave it a lot of replayability so um, well, that's that's kind of the cool thing about games like that is that you want it to be like the progression like you're you're unlocking things there's new ways you can do it like as a co-op game it's fun to play through certain games you know and you know maybe there's a different strategy for mm-hmm. thing, but like you know you guys probably won't go back and play the the hyrule um or Warriors. Hyrule. Triforce Heroes. It's not Hyrule. <laughs> Hyrule, not. I was like, that's not the right word. It's okay. You, know, like, you probably won't go back and play it again necessarily because you figured out all the puzzles. Mm-hmm. But like in a game like this where you actually like you play through it this time and then you switch all the roles and you actually have to unlock yeah. more stuff and you actually have to do it again. Yeah. Like it gives it that, yeah. that replayability. Yeah, yeah. and uh, actually Triforce Heroes was a great game to replay because you unlocked costumes and each costume did like a different... A different thing or it gave you a different weapon and stuff like that so even that yeah gives you there was some crafting yeah, and yeah, stuff fair. which was cool yeah. 
Um, and that did add to it. But yeah, with Castle Crashers, that had just a really fun gameplay loop. Had ridiculous boss fights. And then it also had unlockable characters. So every time you beat the campaign with like different characters, it would give you bonus characters oh, that you really? would unlock. Nice. Yeah, oh, cool. which was super cool. Like games don't really have unlockable characters anymore. So like no. uh, having that and like, oh, so we unlock this new character and you'll, I want to play through him as... Play the game is that guy. How now, long was so. the campaign then? If you could beat it in a night, it wasn't, it wasn't super, super long. long. I'd say about four or five hours. Okay. Um, yeah, it wasn't wasn't super long, but you know that gameplay was just so fun. Yeah. <laughs> just going through beating everyone up. So yeah, Castle Crashers, really really awesome game, and playing that with four players too is just such a great party game. Yeah. Nice. Um, so I think the last category on here that I thought we talked about before we uh, move into what we're playing is um, all these games that we talked about pretty much are like really local games and when we think co-op we usually think you know couch co-op and stuff but um Almost. obviously games are online now <laughs> and you know games typically build in online modes and online co-op is now a thing so what's your favorite like online co-op game it doesn't have to be necessarily exclusively online but maybe a game that you've played a lot online with other people or you think works really well i think this is probably the most challenging con- like category for me because as you guys <laughs> you all don't know play. you're an old man and you hate I other don't people play online, online games that often like i i love co-op games like couch co-op games because mm-hmm. i'm in the room with someone and i'm actually playing yeah. with them but i don't really like to get online and play with just complete strangers and game schedules to line up is so challenging for so sure. that, you know yeah. especially living you know long ways away from most people um but for me, my favorite online co-op game is maybe a little cheating. Okay. <laughs> what is it? Age of Empires 2. <laughs> so technically... That is cheating. <laughs> technically, Age of Empires 2 isn't just a co-op game. It's yeah. more slated, you know, you set up your teams and you... You're fighting you enemy. Your own world, fighting against your own group, computers. And you're fighting against computers and AI. There's campaign stuff. You can play online, but most of the time you play against your friends or against other people online. But you can set up teams. You can set up co-op. And in those senses, like, you know, you can have two-player co-op. You get three, four. I think the maximum number of, like, real-world players you can have, at least in the older version i I can't remember in the steam version is eight okay so you could have four versus four you could have seven versus one (laughs) you could have uh two versus six like you could do you know kind of any combination you could have two players versus two other players versus four ai characters um who are just free agents or on teams or whatever. Like, you could set up alliances however you want. And you could either... There were certain ways, where you, certain game modes where you could set it up so that you started with no alliances and you could make alliances as you went, or you could start it off as you guys are just locked in a team and you have so, to try and figure out how to play against everyone else. Do you... Because I have a question for you. Because you still play Age of Empires somewhat frequently these days. Do you play online with other people when you play, or do you mostly just play offline? Um, I mostly just play offline. Okay. Um, just because... I'm a hermit. Yes. But I have played online. Okay. Um, and, you know, I have had some people be like, hey, let's play online. I've played online with my brothers, you know, particularly being far away from them as well. Yeah. And so we've played online that way and that's Nice of to thing. have the convenience. To yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That makes it really fun to just play online with someone like that. But I don't play super often online. But, you know, then again, it's the only online co-op I can think of that I do yes. play on a regular yeah, basis. Yeah, and sure. I do play sure. online more than most other games yeah yeah i think the best you know online co-op game has to be destiny really i mean yeah i mean that was kind of the first like shared world shooter which is where Mm -hmm. we've seen a lot of games like the division has come out and um ghost recon ghost recon came out last year destiny 2 anthem's coming out next year exactly so this is kind of the next big thing um in video games and in co-op especially and the reason destiny um and especially the original destiny was so fun was just because um, you could be doing basic, you could have done like everything in the entire game. Yes, exactly. but you could jump into a friend's game and be like, "Hey, I haven't gotten this. I'm going to help you do this. I'm going to teach you." Every step how of to the game this. was playable via with a friend. Yes, or yeah. multiple friends. Yeah, yeah, or multiple friends. And also, like, it was cool because there was there's like people who are Sherpas who have already done, you know, either done a raid or they've done this certain quest line. But they're like, "Hey, you know what? I enjoy this game so much. I want to jump in." And help you out and mm-hmm. um, give you that experience as well. Yeah, there was so much to do in there, but so much of the fun of Destiny was the community aspect of playing it with other people. So, like, did you just call them Sherpas? 
Yeah, yes. no, that, yeah, no, that's, that's a, a real term. Technical term. Yeah, no, that's like that a real awesome. term is like a Sherpa, basically. Well, like I understand it for like you know mountain climbing and that yes. sort of thing, but yeah. that is awesome. Yeah. That's yes. a great way to put it. Basically, that's just like, like like a raid leader, pretty much. Like, like I know guide. you can do like kind of that Sherpa thing in like um, Dark Souls. You could jump into other people's games and either kill them or help them out. Yeah. Or, you know, like other games, you can jump into other people's games and like kind of help them out and give them advice mm-hmm. or totally mess with them. Yeah, no, yeah. Over, but... Destiny One especially had so many like secrets and like quest lines that were really like kind of crazy and a lot of them kind of had certain points where you had to do it with other people to unlock and meet certain conditions and so having a you know another experienced player on your friend list who could go oh yeah i did that yeah i'd totally love to you know join in and help you out with that quest i think that was something i remember nathan yumi did the i think it was the no time to explain quest together yeah and that was uh, one that we did co-op together and we found all these different secrets and like we you have to put the parts to yeah to, well because we kind of went in gone. blind and just kind of did not knowing how to do it and yeah. just discovering it together and that was a ton of fun and then obviously just destiny's raids in general like are some of the greatest like co-op experiences i've ever had in a game yeah with you because you have working with six other people and everyone has a very specific role like we've been talking about that you have to fill mm-hmm. and when you finally get the satisfaction of finally you know, downing that boss and getting a drop and it's some amazing yeah. weapon like it's it was just awesome. Yeah, it feels really good. So It kind of makes me think back to um, like some of the older MMOs online. I don't know how many of you guys... I don't really play MMOs. The only MMO I've ever played is the Lord of the Rings Online one. <laughs> well, like, even in the Lord of the Rings Online, one of the things you did is everybody had like a certain role. Like World of Warcraft was pretty yeah. famous for yeah, this. Yeah, you know, like, you know, like, Leroy involved. Jenkins going in hardcore, <laughs> yeah, you you know, screwing like, everyone over. You're a defender. Like, you're, you're a defender. You're a healer. You're a tank. A, a tank you're you know a sniper. Like all these different, you know, your helps and magic and from the back and all this stuff. Like you know, and, and so many different MMOs kind of you know really built on that yes, feature yeah and destiny kind of took that and simplified it down to the three they classes. added it into a non-mmo which i don't think exactly had done before yeah well, and the cool thing about destiny too i think of like the raids there were different roles but you could decide what those roles were like yeah if i'm playing mmo i built my character to be a healer whenever i play with my friends i'm healing that's what i do i just go on i heal and heal and heal right mm-hmm. and destiny if i'm doing a raid you know, we're doing the King's Fall around. Okay, I want to I want to be the runner or I want to be on this platform for this part or yeah. I want to be in charge of DPSing and during this phase. And you can change phase. it, you know, depending and, on Yeah, and so you could kind of choose your roles and you know, hey, I've never run the sword before in Crota, yeah. like can I do that part? And uh, some of the encounters also would kind of force you into some roles for segments, but not the whole fight. So like the very first raid with Atheon, it would pull two random characters out of the party into a planet and you didn't know who it was and they okay well okay we're in here okay we have to go shoot these things and then pop out and help everyone else who's killing you know enemies so yeah it would kind of pull you into some certain circumstances but a lot of times you could kind of choose your role and what you wanted to yeah what you wanted to do in the raid which is really cool and it had a lot of uh freedom too so you could beat raids <laughs> with one or two people yeah. or with certain weapons and stuff like that so yeah, and that's nice you yeah. know good but, to have the the uh flexibility to make it more replayable so. yeah and that makes online co-ops so much better is like when you have that flexibility or like overwatch is a good example of this you yeah. know when overwatch you you watch overwatch the team comp you just know change. you you yeah. pick different players and like some of your different you know individuals and next round you could switch it around yeah. and be someone completely different so be sure to let us know on twitter what is uh your favorite co-op game maybe you can you give us your favorite three, your favorite two-player co-op, your favorite four-player co-op, and your favorite online? If you guys have some favorite three-player co-ops, we want to <laughs> Better, better than uh, Triforce I, th- I thought of one, Trine. Trine is a three-player. Oh, is it? Oh, yeah, that's right. Because you have the three different characters. Not as good as Triforce Heroes. Not as good as Triforce Heroes, but it is a three-player co-op. It does have some fun. So let us know if you have any three-player co-op games that <laughs> actually exist. Yeah. are actually good. I was thinking some of the some of the mini games in Nintendo Land you could do three like yeah. like the Zelda one. Yeah, like yeah. you kind of work through levels with three people. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Yeah. Um, so let's get into what we're playing um, this week. Um, I heard you guys went to the Microsoft store and played some Sea of Thieves. So I want to hear your guys' impressions. So we were just walking around, you know, hanging out, and we saw the Microsoft store, and we're like, oh hey, let's go in there. And when we walked in, I was like, oh my gosh, we have to play Sea of Thieves. Just came out, right? Yeah, it just came out. out. They had the Xbox One uh, X. Yeah, they had the X. So we got to play it on the Xbox One X. Biggest, most powerful impression of the whole game, right for this, the water is gorgeous yeah the water physics <laughs> the and the water, water graphics, graphics the water physics were just some incredible. of the best i've ever seen and like also just the way the sea kind of like rolls like it 
the way it rolls, the way the roll waves kind of crash in and go up mm-hmm. and down and stuff like that. The like, waves, or like the ocean's like an enemy almost at times, right? Like there's like storms and things yeah. that happen. Yeah, in yeah. The game, yeah. So. I mean, there is so. apparently a kraken somewhere out there. That's I don't awesome. Know. <laughs> I know some of the players. You know, it's kind of a myth of the players and all, and it wasn't in the beta or the alpha, but it is in the main game. That's really I cool. don't know if anyone just comes out and destroy you. I don't know if anyone. I, th- I think I saw a screenshot from one of our followers on Twitter. So yeah, it was like a giant. Kraken Lake went up yeah. out of the water. You're so. like, well, we're done for. Yeah, but Oop. go ahead. I was just gonna say, like, we didn't play a ton. We didn't get into any combat or anything like that. We couldn't find any. But I think the biggest impression I got out of it is you need friends to play this game. Mm. It is not as fun by yourself. It seems. Yeah, because we basically we played. So you guys were just playing on we one jumped, system. We, we were playing on one system. Yeah, we were playing only on one, one system, controller, sharing back and forth. And then we couldn't. We didn't like. We weren't in a game with anyone else. Mm-hmm. So we just kind of were like, hey, let's uh, take this ship out. So we like pulled the anchor up, and then we started steering. But we're like, I can't see anything. Let me get, let go of the steering wheel and then run to the front of the ship and be like, okay, I need to get turned to the left and run back and stuff like that. So like, uh, it's built to like, have four players. It's completely built to have like at least two or three people. And I think there's different shit, like gotcha. smaller ships for two people. So like yeah, one person's a lookout, one person one does person sails. Is, yeah, one person like, is loading the cannon or something like, like that. Me, yeah, um, you could probably, this would be a good So you're doing player. all these like small tasks. This would be a normally good just, player one. These are normally kind just... You know, assigned or mapped to like a button, but you yeah. have to actually go to certain spots and do these. Like, yeah, exactly. Roles yeah, it's not Assassin's Creed Four. You're not yeah. playing Black Flag out here doing all the buttons from one spot. Yeah, you you actually have to. You know, you don't do the dirty work. Yourself. You need like three people: one to kind yeah. of be a scout and like looking out for stuff and do gotcha. some of the work, and maybe one to do with some of the like raising of sails and changing things and firing some cannons and someone to but drive. Yeah, even in that like little bit of play, I was like, I could see how this could be a really fun clock game for like us three or yeah, totally. To play online yeah. with friends, and I was like, I kind of wish like we had Xboxes or something like that so we could play online. But yeah, um, I don't know how long. I know kind of the complaint and reviews and what people are saying out there is once you've played the game for like three or four hours, you kind of there's no progression or reason to keep playing. Yeah. Um, so, but it is it is a really neat concept and idea. Yeah, yeah. I think as they develop more and more into the game, they'll probably add more and make the hopefully, progression yeah, a little bit better. Yeah. Hopefully they'll learn add, from some add of some these more things. Content and and add more content, maybe quests. add some stories, yeah. maybe add some progression, uh, like character leveling up and that sort of thing, or things that you can actually change. Because right now I don't think you can really change much about your character. I think you, you can become a legendary pirate, and that's kind of like, I think the end game is like, once you become a legendary pirate, it unlocks some more stuff. But I'm not sure how much you yeah. have to play. But pretty much everything you're unlocking is like cosmetic. It's not like, yeah. there's like, no skill trees or the best like one, weapons. The best thing anything. that we purchased, the whole thing, we only purchased one thing, was um, they have a eye patch. Eye patch there's a day one patch. It's what it's called. Yeah, that's what the day one patch. It says like day one. So I see it's going to buy like the first week of the game is yeah, out or yeah, something yeah. like that. They're that's like, super we, funny. We, and it was actually show released, who has been there. It actually was one. released after the game. I, I I looked at this up a little bit. It, it came out as an actual patch. That's so funny. for the game. And it the was day, a day one patch. patch. Day one patch in the day one patch notes. And it was a day one patch. That's funny. Yeah, no rares always love those little cheeky like wordplay. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. That's so funny. It, it seems like it would be a fun game to get maybe a little bit more time into it, but I don't know if I necessarily... So definitely interested, but... Uh, yeah, I, I, I'm a little skeptical. You're or, not going to run fearful. out and buy an Xbox One to play yeah. this game. I'm a, little, yeah. I'm a little scared for like the idea that if you play this for a certain amount of time, it gets boring. Yeah. And so, I have a computer. I may purchase it on a computer. Yeah. Cool. Well, when it goes on this sale game is on bucks. Xbox Game Pass, too. So, for 10, 10 bucks, you have access to it and lots of other titles for a month, and... I feel, you know, if we all Xboxes, I'd probably say, hey, let's spend 10 bucks, play it for a month. If we still want to play it after that, maybe we can pick up a full copy or yeah. something. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. It's nice nice that that option is available, and Microsoft has done that. So Exactly. Yeah, so if you have an Xbox One, check it out. Uh, let us know what you think. Um, for me, I finally kind of officially got going again on one of my resolutions for this year, which was to play all 20 of my uh, 20 Super Nintendo Classic games. And so I jumped more into uh, Yoshi's Island. Uh, so Super Mario World was 2. This? Okay, sorry. Yeah, so Super Nintendo, it's like the first really Yoshi game. It's called Super Mario World 2 in America because they wanted... To sell it? They wanted to sell, yeah. They knew people <laughs> wanted Mario if they just called it Yoshi's Island. Like, no one would have bought it. But that's really what the game is. It's Yoshi's Island. And this is the best Yoshi game that's been released. And it, 
was the first one. So it kind of shows you, yeah, uh, you know how good this game initially was. It did a lot of things I think the future Yoshi games tried to expand on, but didn't do as well. Like there's so much variety in all the different level designs. I'm only mm-hmm. in the third world and i think there's at least six in the game it's act- 2d platforming right yeah so it's yeah. all 2d platforming instead but- of just like uh super mario bros and that sort of thing like as far as the world like, yeah no it, is kind of it totally plays different with yoshi yeah it's yeah. different though than super mario world where super mario world, the levels are pretty short they're uh-huh. based on getting power-ups yeah and just getting to the end of the level you know you're jumping on enemies moving really quickly is mario yoshi's island is a lot slower of a game where yeah, baby Mario. Anytime you get hit, you know he starts crying, and the timer goes down. That part's really annoying. That's super. <laughs> but uh, but yeah, so like you don't die unless you like fall off the edge or into lava. But you just have to get baby Mario back. And there's it's a collectible game, really. Like there's twenty hidden red coins, five flowers, and yeah. if you also have to fi- find all these little star dudes to make your timer go up. And so really, you're getting a score, you know, up to a hundred for each level as you're playing. So that's what I'm kind of having fun with is going through and like, oh, I bet there's some coins up here, finding stuff and kind yeah. of slowly exploring the level. Kind of like almost like a Donkey Kong Country or something where you're really looking mm-hmm. for collectibles. But um, yeah, it's a ton of fun. I never actually owned this one growing up, so I don't think I've actually ever beaten the whole game. And so I'm going to hopefully keep playing it and get to the end. And the boss fights are absolutely ridiculous and stupid, but it's also very Nintendo. So yeah, <laughs> like the boss I just beat in the second world is a, it's a potted plant. And then k comes over and he's like, I'm going to enchant this. And he enchants the potted plant and a little ghost grows out of it. And he has a little, like, the flowers from the plant on his head. <laughs> and literally, all you have to do for the boss fight is push the little pot off the edge of the platform. <laughs> but, like, little shy guys will spawn and they'll start pushing against you. In the meantime, you know, the ghost is shooting things out. So, just, like, totally off-the-wall weird stuff. And yeah. the, the graphics are kind of what made this game stand out. Because Donkey Kong Country had come out and had real 3D graphics. Yeah. And Miyamoto was like, oh, those graphics are just fancy 3D. There's no no art or beauty in it. So I'm going to make a beautiful 2D game. And so he made this game with like really layered backgrounds. That had a lot of cool pixel and digital effects that 2D games hadn't really had. Um, and there's even some like vector 3D graphics on certain parts where like parts of the background will fall into the foreground and stuff. So um, it definitely is a beautiful game that stood up well, I can say. Some of the other games in my... On my SNES Classic, uh, not really. <laughs> don't look very good anymore. So. Nice, nice. But yeah. So you play anything else? Um, I got back in Rocket League, guys. It's bad. Speaking of other co-op games. I've been addicted to Rocket League. Yeah. Well, that's, I mean, I'd say it's more of a versus game. Yeah. But yeah. You, you can play it co-op, yeah. I would love yeah. to play it co-op. I've never played it co-op because no one <laughs> plays Rocket League with me anymore. Um, maybe if Nathan would get Rocket League on the Switch, he'd play with me. I don't even play it on my PS4. Why should I get it on Switch? I just want someone to play with. <laughs> uh, no, you know, Johnny Johnny Ebbs was on a show. He streams it sometimes, but I'm always I always miss his streams. Yeah. I never I never get to play with them. Yeah, but no, I got I got into competitive and playing playing ranked matches online. There's an event right now where you can get uh, tons of like seasonal spring mm-hmm. items. And they do a really good job with their events. Um, basically, every online match you play, you get anywhere between three and seven like currency for it. And then you have, I think there's like 15 different items you can buy with that currency. And so if I like, like I really wanted the, like it's a rainbow trail. So when you go really fast, leave little rainbows behind your car. And I just saved up till I had, I think 40 currency. And then I bought that and then I have it. But you can also buy decryptors, which unlock like loot crates that you unlock as well. And so like yeah. you can do the random chance or you can just straight out buy what you want. And it just rewards you for just playing the game online. And Speaking of loot boxes done, right? Yeah, no, for sure. Because <laughs> normally you'll get loot boxes every once in a while, but you can't actually open them. The way you open them is by buying an actual like key. It's like a microtransaction, and then all a par- portion of that goes towards the esports, like for Rocket League. So like oh, anytime yeah. you open these loot crates, like you buy it and you get you know money supporting the you know official esports for Rocket League, which I think is a neat way because all the content in the game is free. Just you know some of the cosmetic stuffs in these yeah. loot boxes. Yeah. So does a really good job getting really into it. I'm having a lot of fun. I'm not going to say I'm really good at Rocket League, but I, you know, when you have those moments when you score mm. goals or get those epic saves, I had three epic saves in a game the other night. It just uh, it feels, feels really good. rewarding. Makes it, yeah, it feels satisfying. Yeah. And I, I do like sport games. You guys make fun to say I don't like sports games. I do like sport games. I just don't like... You just don't like Sims. I don't like Sim games. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, Rocket League, that's no way that could ever be a real sport. Yeah. Like, yeah. no. But it's that's so much fun, think. and it's... 
The, Elon the... Musk is working on that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, please. Sign uh, me up for the beta for that one. Uh, <laughs> but no, Rocket the League... Beta, um, the, the warning label is die. <laughs> <laughs> but no, I'm impressed with how well it runs on the Switch because I have it on PS4. Like I can play it in 4K, but I'm choosing to play it on Switch over that just to have it in handheld. It looks really good on the screen. And the update comes... There's an update next week that's going to add in tournament mode, which is a whole new way to play Rocket League. And then also, they're going to improve the graphics on the Switch, which I'm oh, like, sweet. the graphics already look great, but they're going to increase the resolution and stuff and give you the option to uh, um, kind of switch around the graphics yeah. settings. So, um, nice. just a really good job. Like, you don't see a lot of really solid third-party ports mm-hmm. that give you that good a quality in a game. So, um, yeah, a lot of fun. Sweet. Um, oh, I do, do want to give a quick shout-out to Fortnite. I played cross-play on Fortnite on my PS4 with my old college roommate who was playing on the iPhone. And I just... Just the fact that you can do that, and that's a thing nowadays, I think is just so cool. And, like, I mean, have you guys ever played really cross-play like that with someone else on a different platform with a friend? No, not not really. I mean, I've played computer with, you know, Mac or something like that, but... Yeah. Or PC with Mac, but... Like, two completely different platforms. No. Like, I've, you know, Rock League Like, has you're holding a controller in your hand, and your friend is, like, touching a screen. Yeah, exactly. On two complete separate different devices and different, you know, ecosystems. That's um, so cool. And it worked so well. Like, it was really good. I mean, I would never want to play an iPhone. I feel like Fortnite and iPhone, like, yeah. that just sounds like a nightmare. But the fact that they can run that game on the iPhone and have mm-hmm. that person jump into the PlayStation server and play with me in the same game is just, it's just super really cool. cool. I yeah. want to see every game do this. Like, yeah. Rocket League, I know, does a pretty good job out of it, at it. Um, but, you know, all my friends who have Rocket League that I'd want to play with have the PS4, and Sony does not like Hopefully, hopefully that. we're slowly getting closer and closer to that time where yeah. pretty much any game we can play, you know, even if my no friend has an Xbox platform, or yeah. a Nintendo, we can all play it together, which yeah. would be no, Epic kind of Epic's saying it's only a matter of time before Xbox and PS4 get that cross-play enabled, <laughs> yeah. but as of now, it's the only way that won't work. If you have a friend with an Xbox, you can't play Fortnite with them on the PS4, but if they have a PC or iPhone, you can jump yeah. together into yeah. with a console, which yeah. is really cool so well, most pc games and xbox you can play together yeah for sure at this point because a lot of them has been cross-played because of microsoft yeah, yeah. so i want this to, to happen with like every game especially yeah. like third-party every games console, for yeah. sure. um you know i understand something you know like so like smash bros and stuff like the single player or not single player but the first party exclusive you know those are fine but like big third-party multi-plat games like let's let's do it make, i was gonna say that i want to play Super i'm a believer smash bros on my computer <laughs> while you're playing it on your Switch. I would love that too, but that's never going to happen. Nintendo will happen. never it's do that. I'm happen. sorry. <laughs> um, anyways, um, that's our show for you guys this week. Uh, be sure to follow us on Twitter. Um, let us know what your favorite co-op games are. We will leave you with the Alley Cat Blues from Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Turtles in Time. Super Nintendo. Oh, it's not <laughs> uh, enjoy the music, guys. See ya. Yep, see ya.